Alright, what's up? Welcome to the Full Court Press. That's right, we're at the Press Restaurant. Once again, at it again, time and time again. Um, today is a special episode in that I will only be on here for about 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, and then Chisholm Holland, who's producing right now because somebody forgot their uh, microphone headphone cord on purpose twice, I might add, because <laughs> he's laughing this whole time, acting like I'm not going to be on the podcast today. Uh, but he will be <clears throat> gracing your ears later in the show. But in the meantime, <laughs> the person giggling on the other end is Madison Morris. What's up? Yes, Madison, this will be the first time you've been on OKC82 to, to talk about basketball. So let's talk about Mike Gundy, first of all. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. So obviously, um, I would assume the vast majority of our listeners are from Oklahoma and probably root for OU football or OSU football or, you know, maybe even Tulsa. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, this is a basketball podcast, but this is obviously the big news of the day. It happened yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday uh, afternoon. But, Madison, you went to Oklahoma State. I did. Um, <clears throat> everybody has a take on this. Some of them correct. Some of them uh, on the fence. Some of them wildly out of touch with reality. But I just wanted to get your thoughts as an Oklahoma State cowgirl yourself, uh, your thoughts on uh, – the entire news cycle of Monday. Yeah. Well, so Monday obviously was chaotic. And um, I, was, I was telling them before we even started recording that I was about to lay down and take a nap uh, right before I got on Twitter and saw all this chaotic news. And, yeah, the nap didn't happen because I had to catch up. I had a lot of reading to do. There was a lot of research I had to do because, first of all, I had no idea what OAN was. Like, I'd never heard of that. And uh, I had to look it up. It's a hard acronym to say, like, quickly. OAN. Like, CNN's easy. MSNBC. KFOR. OAN. 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 Yeah, I know. It just sounds yeah, like you're weird. just making up gibberish. It sounds like I have, like, a Which, coincidentally, is, speech impediment. is what that network perpetuates. It's just gibberish. Pretty much, yeah. I, so I unfortunately took a deep dive <laughs> on it last night, but go ahead. Right, yeah. So I, I have, like a few different takes on this and I don't know if it'll be like controversial or anything, but I wanted to start by saying that um, what I've really gotten out of this that I take a lot of pride in is the fact that these young college athletes have really found their voice nowadays. And so I think maybe in the past and I could be completely wrong, but I never really (laughs) seen college athletes really step up for what's right because you know, they they're, they're amateur athletes. They're out there playing college football, college basketball, college, whatever. And so they don't necessarily use their voice as much as I would love for them to do because they have every right and every ability to do it. So, uh, yeah, Chuba Hubbard was pretty much the first one to fire it off. And he saw this picture kind of surface up of Mike Gundy wearing an OAN shirt. And, I mean, he just basically said, you know, I'm not going to stand for this. And I refuse to participate in anything Oklahoma State related until things change within the program. And honestly, I had a lot of respect for it just because I think that really hit close to home for a lot of those players. And so they really wanted to take a stand and uh, see different change. And here's my thing about it. I, as a fan and an outsider, it's a big thing that I want other people to understand. Like, we don't get to see everything that goes on inside a football program. We don't see inside the locker room. We don't see inside the huddle. We don't see inside practice or team meetings. So I don't have any kind of like serious take of oh okay I know for a fact this stuff is going on so this is why he stood up and said this I I don't know that and so I guess my biggest thing with that is you know I want to learn more about it I want to see you know something positive come out of this and I really hope that the athletic program at Oklahoma State is big enough to make something happen and so that's just my biggest thing and I'm very eager to see if 
you know, these voices of these young athletes can really be taken seriously and change can come. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, by now everyone's seen the, um, the, the T-shirt photo, um, Chuba Hubbard, and then a lot of his teammates and ex-OSU players come out and give their thoughts on the matter. And then, of course, everyone has also seen by now, hopefully, the video of Mike Gundy and Chuba Hubbard that uh, was released about two hours after uh, Chuba initially quote tweeted Mike Gundy or the picture of Mike Gundy and all this basically started. Um, you can have your opinions on this, the video looks forced or um, who's that person breathing really hard in the background <laughs> that's really off putting. And hopefully, we don't play the audio on the radio station tonight, uh, today because all I'll hear is the guy breathing yeah. really hard. Um, but yeah, you can have your takes or whatever. But at the end of the day, what is important, and I put this out on Twitter yesterday, what's important is. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's feelings and his thoughts yeah. and then the rest of the uh, football players at OSU because we're never going to know how that conversation went with Mike Gundy and Chuba Hubbard. We're never going to know what actually has transpired between Mike Gundy and his players over the 10-plus years that he's been in Oklahoma State as the head coach, the culture that he set, whether or not <clears throat> a lot of these accusations, and like technically they are accusations, but I tend to believe them yeah. because of just the sheer amount um, <clears throat> that had, that came out yesterday of just basically coaches, whether it be Mike Gundy or an assistant coach, saying, um, I'm going to send you back to the ghetto if you don't take that do-rag off. So right, things yeah. like that. But, again, if Chuba Hubbard believes that the conversation he had Mike, with Mike Gundy yesterday was positive and it's a, a good foundation for change moving forward, mm -hmm. what that change is, I don't know. I don't know if Chuba basically meant I want Mike Gundy fired or if I want Mike Gunny to just open his eyes, because mm -hmm. I like playing for the guy, and he's a smart man, and I, I enjoy playing with him. I enjoy being around him. I just wish he opened his eyes. I think we all know people that we like, mm -hmm. but maybe just close their eyes to one facet of life. Right. And we just kind of wish, please, just don't be willfully ignorant in that, yeah. in that, in that case. But uh, maybe that's what it is. What's important, again, is just how Chuba Hubbard feels and what what they feel is important moving forward. So have your takes. I don't care. Um, I don't care where you are. I don't care what God you believe in, what uh, network you watch to get your news. I don't care. But um, what's important is the players. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'll just, like, wrap it up with just saying that I, I respect people having an opinion because I definitely have one of my own. And so I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of different tweets of – current players former players coming forward and they'll say some stuff but I also saw one from Trace Ford today that was like listen I love Mike Gundy I love Chuba Hubbard I love my brothers this is really about what this program is going through and how they can make a difference within the program and I think right now what's best is for us as fans and consumers of football even if you're not an Oklahoma State fan is just to kind of sit back and just hope that they do find something positive to come out of this because there's just no room for that anyway. And so I'm definitely not throwing Mike Gundy under the heater. I'm not throwing Chuba Hubbard under the heater. I think right now they just they have some things that they have to work out. There's a lot of change going on in the world, and they shouldn't be scared to embrace the change. So that's just what I'm hoping will come out of all of this. And uh, Chisholm Holland, uh, don't say anything if you love OAN. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Chisholm is just looking at Twitter right now. Um, all right, Madison, let's uh, shift gears. I'm going to be on here for about another 
10, 15 minutes before I have to run up to the station. And Perfect. Then Ch- and then Chisholm will take over. <laughs> um, also, by the way, I forgot to mention because we just we just started, but obviously we're, we are at the Press Restaurant in the Plaza District in Oklahoma City. Um, really good food. I had my chicken Caesar. Chisholm had his uh, Buffalo Mac, which always looks good. Looks so good. I actually am trying the cold brew today. It's I, We usually just get coffee, but obviously the last time we were here it was cold outside. Now so it's I hotter get, than heck. Yeah, and this cold brew is awesome. It's probably my new favorite cold brew in the city. That's so, bomb. Um, if you didn't eat, Madison, but if you were hungry, what would you have got? Uh, probably I might have gotten that Buffalo Mac that Chisholm got. I had breakfast at like 1030 today. I want to so. swim, <laughs> swim in that Buffalo Mac. That's the only so. reason I did not eat today because I did not eat breakfast until like 1030. Yeah. So I was already filled up. But next time I come, you bet. I got, I got the salad today, and it's probably the last thing I'm going to eat because we've got a big pool party tomorrow. So, you know, you got got to look good because <laughs> it's it's a media pool party, so you know the camera's going to be out. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like, you just gotta eh, get, I don't want to eat a burger. Got to get ready for that. So, But anyway, let us shift gears to the original topic of this podcast, the Full Court Press, a.k.a. the weekly show, a.k.a. OKC82. Woo. Um, Madison, we're, we're somewhat closer to basketball, but at the same time, there is a – we're in kind of a limbo. Kind of a step as back. Well. Um, yeah. Obviously, Kyrie Irving uh, has headlined a conversation with up to 80 players, but Woj came out earlier this morning on SportsCenter and said that it was probably a much larger number than initially reported of players who feel at least some concerns about going into the Orlando situation. And I'll just say this because I haven't had a chance. We didn't have a chance to talk about it on the radio yesterday when I filled in because of the Mike Gundy news. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll just go ahead and say this, first of all. Um, when this all this news was leaking out Friday night from Shams and Woj about the Kyrie Irving conversation, initially I'll admit I was upset because I don't have a job if basketball doesn't exist. Yeah, I am not a full time media guy. I'm not a full time journalist. My job only exists when the sport exists. So if Kyrie Irving and, the, and these players got their way, I don't know what I'm going to be doing during a, a friggin' pandemic right. financially. So I have some bias there. Having said that, the concerns that Kyrie Irving is raising are completely valid, and they're more than valid. Yes, Black Lives Matter, systemic racism, those things are more important mm-hmm. to deal with than playing basketball. Th- those are more important. I think where that is kind of lost from a fan perspective or even some media perspective is that, well, you're – you're going to Orlando, yes. You're not going to be able to be physically in the streets protesting if, mm-hmm. if that's what you wanted to do. But you're not losing your voice. You're not losing your platform. In fact, right. it's probably a much larger platform and a much larger voice that you would have because no, there's no sports on. People will all watch the, the league. Yeah. Um, fans who don't even really care that much for basketball might watch it just because it's on. I watched UFC over the weekend. I don't, yeah. I don't like UFC, <laughs> but there's nothing else on. So um, – and this is the NBA. This is a league where um, the front off, the league offices almost encourage their players to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James has been very vocal. Chris Paul has been very vocal about this. Every single Mount Rushmore player of the league currently has been vocal. Former players have been vocal, and it's all welcome. So I think a lot of fans are losing Kyrie Irving in that sense. That like, well, how are you missing out on the on the movement? just by going to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Um, The other concerns are thus that, well, the health concern. It's not fair that we have to adhere to strict quarantine policy while all these Disney employees can come and go as they please. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not a bubble. 
So I, I think all this is positive in that the NBA is now forced to kind of re relive, like just go go back into their go back to the drawing board and try their best to make this situation as safe and healthy and mm-hmm. and as good as possible. And hopefully that's where we go because obviously I want basketball back. Yeah, I think everybody wants basketball back. Clearly LeBron James wants basketball back. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is want like when they had their initial call a month ago, they all want basketball back. Um, and uh, like the last thing before I get to you, Madison, because uh, Dwight Howard re- re- uh, released a statement a few days ago, and he said something to the effect of no basketball until all this is fixed and all this being systemic racism, police brutality. Unfortunately, Dwight. If all that can be fixed in a day, I would have hoped it would have been fixed years, years ago. Years ago, yeah. And it's not going to be fixed in a day. Right. And, and Barack Obama <laughs> even tweeted this morning that this is something that could potentially take decades. But the fact is that we are doing it now. We're setting a foundation for positive change moving forward. Um, and then, of course, Dwight Howard's agent came out the next day and said, well, he hasn't really made up his mind if he wants to go to Orlando or not. So apparently we live in the age of I say something that clearly gives, <laughs> gives a stance. But, no, that's not what, that's not what he or she knows. Yeah. But um, yeah, fans are going to miss that just from the standpoint of a million millionaires are deciding when and when they should work, whereas millions of other Americans are unemployed mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. And then also from the standpoint of Dwight Howard has made a lot of money over his career, but guys like Garrett Temple or Daniel House or Lou Dort are very dependent on the fact that the NBA yeah. exists so that they can make some money. Yeah. So there's just so much involved with this, but just your initial thoughts from Friday on until now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry. You don't have to talk about my Gundy anymore. It's <laughs> basketball. Oh, thank God. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, like, I see exactly what Kyrie Irving's talking about because I think I may be totally stretching this far out, but I kind of see him saying this as, like, I, I, I want a lot of the attention and the focus to remain on the Black Lives Matter movement. I want – people to not forget about that i want them to keep fighting for it i want them to keep finding that bravery inside them to go out and march for it and make a difference and i totally respect that and love that and so i think he's almost saying like if we play basketball then that focus is going to shift to the sport and people are going to kind of forget about using their voices and stepping out and going to protest and going to march and stuff like that and so i get it in that sense but Brady, i completely agree with you on the fact that you know, I think that if these guys, they can go into Orlando and all eyes are going to be on the NBA. Like, this is what people have been anticipating since March. Like, they want to see this come back. People want to see the NBA back in action. They want to see these guys go down there and really play for something. They have so much power to go down to Orlando and really open their mouths and use their voice and really use that platform and just step up for something because people are going to be listening. People are going to have every sort of attention on them as soon as they get down there because they want to hear what they have to say and they want to see the sport come back to life. And so I I see this as like an opportunity for them not only to go compete for a title or play basketball again or get their legs moving, but they also have this phenomenal opportunity to go down to Florida and just take the highest stage and every single camera is going to be on them. Every single kind of news, um, like sports news access is going to be right there in the center of all of this. And so this could be the biggest stage yet because I totally, I love the fact that they have been, you know, working out at their homes. They've been uh, spending time with their families, but they've also been using their platforms, their Twitter, their Instagram, any kind of social media outlet to just spread their voices. Like Damian Lillard, he even had, all this time to go march and protest and like he has done a phenomenal job about really standing up for something he is very passionate about and I have 
so much respect for stuff like that. And so in a sense, I understand their hesitancy to take the focus off of that to go play basketball. But I'm like, it doesn't have to be taken off of that. Like you can take all of that attention and bring it to Orlando and you can play your basketball. You can give people the entertainment that they really have been craving just to feel normal again and to get life moving. But also just, you know, like still use your voice while you're down there. It's an incredible opportunity and I hope that they can take that. So that's just what I've gotten out of all of this. I love hearing like the differing opinions and Brady, you even said this and I'm just going to reiterate it and totally credit you for this. But he said this right before we recorded that this is just another way for the NBA to come like, continue improving this plan that they've put in place because nothing is ever going to be perfect. No plan that comes out is ever going to be completely solidified and made to please everybody. So there's always going to be raised eyebrows. There's going to be questions. There's going to be hesitancy, but it's almost like, you know, this, this can really carry over into making it better and they can continue to tweak it. They can continue to kind of feed into this plan and make sure that it does suit uh, the player's best interest and the personnel and the trainers and all of that. And so, yeah, just keep working on it. And I'm very eager to see what they do because I'm like you, Brady. My job doesn't exist if they don't play basketball. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think at the end of the day, the bottom line is going to win out because we didn't even really talk about the negative ramifications financially for the league if the season just gets canceled. Um, how does that affect the season starting next year? Like, it's up for debate. Um, do contracts get so restructured that players miss out on so much more money that they've already lost already right. uh, because the season got put on hiatus. I mean, there are all those things, and that's what Chris Paul, um, he, was, he was on the call with Kyrie Irving. I'm going to assume that he was on the call as the president of the Players Association, not necessarily because he 100% is right behind Kyrie yeah. Irving and saying, yeah, we need to fix all this stuff before we even think about playing basketball. Um, I- I'm sure Chris was probably there to – uh, throw caution to the thought of just bl- just saying no basketball at all because right. like hey guys um, this is our <laughs> livelihood this, this is our job yeah. and uh, if we don't play in Orlando um, the thought the, like the entire idea of having a job moving forward is going to be put up in the air but mm-hmm. um, again I think that this is all healthy because it still uh, shines a light on the Black Lives Matter movement. It also shines a light on the fact that the NBA's plan for Orlando is very, very flawed. Yeah. And it needed to start somewhere. It's going to start from a very flawed place, and then hopefully over time, over the next few weeks, of more of these conversations, more of these players raising concerns, the NBA and the players get to a point where they're like, okay, this is actually much better than the initial plan. Mm -hmm. This is probably the best that we're going to have to deal with. And then at the end of the day, the bottom line is going to win out money. Yes, money is going to win out, and then we'll have basketball in a better scenario than what we had two weeks ago when the plan was initially kind of thrown out there. Yeah, no, for sure. I really think that this is such a great way for them to continue working on what they're working on right now. And, I mean, you have to take in the best interest of these players, and there's been so many different things thrown out there. And I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say I just want to see a plan put in action that's going to keep people safe and help us move forward with a quote-unquote normal life. Because I've always said this, that nothing's ever going to be the same moving forward from this, but we can at least try to feel like we've made improvements, that we can, you know, go out in public safely and, like, we can get back to normal life. People can get back to jobs. People can get back to being able to pay their bills and not freaking out about money all the time. And I'm definitely speaking for myself right now. So 
it's just I I want to see something come into like come into plan that is just going to benefit in the long run rather than just make it fun for right now because after it's all said and done if things just blow up and go to hell afterwards then it's like wow was that really worth it but if they can come up with a plan that you know people are going to be excited about and they're going to be confident in and then after the NBA is over we can just keep carrying on with sports things can keep opening back up things can get back to normal it's just you know they're they're gonna have to work on it so we'll see what happens we will and with that i will hand the headset over to chisholm i have to run over to the station and chisholm is just like smiling really hard and uh you're you're gonna give your thoughts on what we just talked about did you not pay attention there you go (laughs) everybody thank you for listening to okc2 the weekly show the full court press shout out to the press restaurant but keep listening to madison and chisholm i'm 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 signing off and handing you the headset i'm just i want to say goodbye everybody thank you so much Bye, Brady. You know that guy at parties in high school that would just hang around way too late? Like, yes. if it, the party was at your house, like, you'd be, like, in your pajamas, turning off all the lights, picking up all the cans, being like, all right, man. And he'd just be sitting on the couch, like, playing Xbox. <laughs> and you're like, bro, everyone else is left. You need to get it. That was Brady just then. That was Brady. That was Brady. <laughs> there you go. Brady's a high schooler. So, Corona. Are we talking about Corona? Have we talked enough about Corona in the past month? Ugh, I never want to hear that word again. Is the corona coronavirus. beer? The coronavirus? Uh, is it going to make the beer change its name? That's what I want to know. These are the hard hitting questions that I'm interested in. Uh, probably not, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah. I literally, like, I saw a table of people the other day, and they all had corona beers, and I think it was just like, it's fun for them. Yeah, it's They're just like, a moment. <laughs> I'm drinking corona. Yeah. Uh, as far as my thoughts on the NBA thing, like, I know this is going to be really hard. It's impossible for me to relate to. I don't make any money. Um, <laughs> hey, same. Like most Americans. Yeah. Um, but let's just play a hypothetical here with the American population. If you had millions of dollars, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's listening to the show, your dad is wealthy. And I mean like wealthy, wealthy. Mm-hmm. And in reality, everything you do throughout your entire life doesn't actually matter because you can always fall back on daddy's wallet. Right. Those people exist, but majority, uh, most people don't fall into that category. But for this, this hypothetical, we all fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And coronavirus starts. What are you doing? Well, you're probably not going to work. You're probably oh, not no. going to an office. Uh, you're probably uh, walking around without a mask on, but in your very large home with your big front yard and with your wife and kids. Yeah. I think that's kind of where the NBA players are coming <laughs> from, right? Yeah. So in some way, they don't have to come back to work. They have a lot of money. Yeah. Now, are these guys billionaires? No. Are there uh, people that are down on the lower end of the pay scale in the NBA? Absolutely. But they're still, I mean, at minimum, making $890,000 a year. Yeah. Um, and so they put a little bit of money in the bank. So is that, so what they're doing is they're weighing, okay, this is how much I'm going to get paid for the remainder of the season whatever number X is based off their salary, yeah. is that worth the potential of me contracting the virus and giving it to my wife or giving it to my father mm-hmm. or me contracting the virus? And if you read some of the studies now on what this long-term damage is to people's lungs, it's, it's horrifying. Is that worth X amount of money? Mm-hmm. You don't need the money. So it doesn't shock me that some of these guys' answers is no. Yeah. And what I think what we, what we struggle with is because I need to work. Like if – you know, any moment, I, I we joke around the station, any Friday, I could get laid off. We just don't know. Yeah. You know, it could happen. Um, and that's a scary thing because I need the money. I need the job. 
these guys don't need the money. And that's just so hard for us to relate to that we want to hold them to the same standard that we are all living by on a yeah. day-to-day basis. When in reality, based off where they are in their life and based off their, profession, their profession, their salary, they can just make different decisions than we can. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so the, the outcry that they're millionaires and they need to do what's right for the sport, that, like I get all the logic. It's all logical. But really, when it comes down to it, they're not playing by the same set of rules that we are. No. They could never work another day in their life, and they could be set. Yeah. Now, could they also make enough money where they pay for their great-grandkids to go to college? Yes. That also exists. But they are okay. And so they're just playing by a different set of rules. So if a player says, you know, that risk isn't worth it for me financially, power to you, man. Like, we're, yeah. all, we're all making decisions for ourselves. Just because your decision is, I'll just stay home and play 2K more. That doesn't mean it's different than mine. You know what I mean? We're all playing by the same set of rules. You just have more cards in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's kind of like the trickiest situation because I think people find themselves getting really angry um, at these players for making those kinds of decisions. But, I mean, like you just said, everyone's kind of trying to figure out what's best for them. And especially, like, I have not personally been impacted by this virus, so I can't really speak for that. But, I mean, I've had people around me. You mean physically sick, yeah. Yeah, like, I have not been sick. Like, I have felt fine. I have not been – I mean, (laughs) I have been exposed to it, but I tested negative, just so everyone knows. Um, How many times times have you been tested? Uh, Once. See, I think I – if someone out there has been tested more than I have, please tell me. I have had four tests. Four? Yeah. Goodness. been around four separate people who tested positive. Oh, that's true. I've only been around one. So, I went and got tested immediately, was negative, all is well. So, I mean, I get it, and, like, I don't have – uh, like someone who's super close to me that has really detrimental health issues. Like I have asthma and that's like the closest thing that I can even think of yeah. to having to be really careful. And so, I mean, I get it. So if some of these guys are just like, listen, I, I don't need to do this. Like I want to stay home and I like, I get the whole family thing because a lot of them are away from their families for a long time during the season. And so it, it's almost like, is it for your family or is it just for you or like what what's going on here but I don't know the whole thing's just tricky I understand people getting upset about like basketball they want it to come back they want these guys to go out there and play but then these guys are like no like we're not just your entertainment like we have lives too we have health problems too I have a father who might get sick or a mother or a wife or even a kid like I want to make sure that they're okay and they have their dad there like I don't know it I guess me being like a woman and having like some motherly like I don't know, feelings. I get it. And Wait. so, what? Are you a mom? No, I'm not a mom. But, like, like I'm a naturally. woman. So, okay. like, you know, you have those nurturing. Oh, you just have those like, naturally? Yes. Yeah, okay. Women are born with that. Like, they want to be nurturing. Oh, I thought that was something that happened after. No. Okay. I mean, not that I know of, but. Maybe you'll become more motherly. Yeah. I cannot imagine you being nicer. Oh, thanks. I don't know what, like, I don't know. Seriously, I'm trying to think of what, like, what, oh, Madison, this is Madison, but now she's a lot nicer because she's a mom. I don't know what that is. Like, very nurturing, you know? So, I don't know. I guess, like, that's just where I come from, like, being a woman, and I see, like, the understanding side of, hey, I don't want to go to this bubble and risk it all just to play because anything could happen at any moment. They could all get to Orlando, and all hell can break loose, and, like, everyone comes down with the virus. Just look at the numbers in Florida. Tell me you're confident that anything good is going to happen in Florida Yeah, and I'm like, okay, what is this quote-unquote bubble? Like, how? How tight is this bubble? Like, oh, okay, well, only you guys can come in, except, like, if your wife comes, they can come in. Or if your IG model girlfriend comes, they can come yeah. into the bubble. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we don't know where these people have been. So it's just that's kind of, like, in the back of my head is, sure, in hindsight, it looks fun to, like, go down to this bubble and, like, play basketball and everything's going to go great. No one's ever going to get sick. That's not reality of it. So that's why yeah. I'm just kind of like, 
my hands are up. People, I'm just like, let's see what happens. If they go back, people will get sick. I mean, just look at the Houston football yes. team. Um, and the other factor of this, too, is obviously everything that's going on socially right now in the country yeah. is that if you have a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old African-American son uh, or daughter and you're going through this pro- – these are like – this is like person-forging years. Right, yeah. If, if you're, and if you're a father of one of those you know, young ones right now – I assume you probably want to be there as they go through this process and yep. go through this change in America. And again, they're weighing that of, is it worth it for me to miss out on X amount of dollars to be the best dad I can be? Yeah. And you don't need the money. That's a different set of rules than we're all used to, but I can understand if they choose. No, I'd rather be. That's what one of Carmelo Anthony's points is that right now he is more concerned about being a good father mm-hmm. than about making money in the NBA because he doesn't need the money in the NBA. He needs to be a better father. That's yeah. the more priority. That makes sense. And again, all of us in that situation, what are we having to make a, a choice on a daily basis? Well, we're having to go to work because we need the money. Yeah. They don't need to go to work. They don't need the money. <laughs> they don't, so they, they have can, it. They can make, quote, unquote, the easier choice, and that's fine because they got to where they are. That's, just, yeah. that's the rules we play by. And it's almost, the part I don't understand about this the most, is it's almost like people are shocked that re- rich people have more options than us. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's how it's always been. They don't have to play basketball to have those kinds of options. Don't look at professional <laughs> athletes. Just look at people with money and tell me they don't have more options right. than we have. That's just kind of the nature that's of the just thing. That's how it is. Yeah, it's um, life. So I, I – I guess that's kind of my whole point is I know there's a lot of backlash right now. If you've got to do it for the league, you got to do it for the long-term health of the league. I, I get all that, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I also see where these players are coming from, where it's like, yeah, I, I want to do good by the league as a whole, but I'm sorry. My priority one is my father or yeah. my priority one, my father's health or priority one is my son right now mm-hmm. who's going through all this, and I want to be there for him. That's my priority one. That makes yeah. total sense. I'll it, never kick someone for thinking like that. Yeah, it's someone to be a good parent. Truthfully, I think it's just one of these players came out and just said, "I'm sorry, right now with everything going on, my first priority is my family and basketball. Second, we would all go, oh yeah, okay, but you're it's a human. It's almost like because the players have given a little bit more detail of what they're struggling with that now we're kind of getting caught in the weeds as yeah. opposed to just the yeah, we're just trying to do what's best for our family right now, whether that's from a health perspective or a social perspective. Right. We just want to be the best parents we can be. That makes more sense. So. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I would have said I'm 100% sure the NBA is going to play. Today, I'm like 75. Yeah, I would probably say I'm like about like 65% sure that the NBA would play because, I don't know, people are making a lot of good sense. There's still some players like Kyle Kuzma who comes out and he's like, well, I don't want to – I, I want to play. Like, I'll go down there. I'm like, yeah, but you're 23 years old. You don't have kids. You don't have a family. Like, you yeah. you want money. Like, I, I know you do, and it, that's yeah. fine. Like, there are some of those younger players, like, they want to get paid. Well, so, obviously, they want to go play. We haven't heard Chris Paul weigh in, but the thing that I did go, whoop, Chris is not going to like that at all, is whenever it came out that for the first 40 days that no family would be allowed in. Yeah. And that the players would basically be in the bubble. But, and then after the first – half of the league leaves so the playoffs can start, that's when families would start cycling in to basically replace the players that right. had been eliminated, which that makes sense. I was like, oh, Chris Paul's not <laughs> Chris Paul's going to be away from his son and his wife yeah. and for 45 days. I can't imagine that. Yeah. That guy flies home on long weekends during the season to see yeah. his kids. That doesn't seem possible. So even something like that. Yeah. No, I, I what's, what's this whole thing, like just real quick about, um, like if these players decide they don't want to play, they're just going to be replaced. Is that still a thing that's in action? Yeah, or like so they, they have an option where basically like they can re- be replaced with G League players. Maybe we see some like Shane Falco-style replacement league okay. go on the rest of the way. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But it's basically just saying the option of uh, like uh, Jamal Crawford's a free agent right now. Okay. In theory, he could be signed to a contract, even though that moratorium has passed. 
<laughs> and play for a team uh, to replace someone who's not coming to Orlando. Uh, I don't know if that's going to come and in, play into effect because I can't – I can't imagine a situation where, like, half the league goes and the other half stays home. Yeah. I feel like the Players Association are probably an all-or-nothing thing, like where maybe a sprinkle of a few players decide to stay home. Yeah. But if a large portion of them are like, nope, I just can't imagine the other half being like, well, we're going to go anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was really weird because it's like, so the playoffs are going to be played with not even the real team. Right. And, like, how much validation can you put on that trophy at the end of it? Like. I have said, though, I, think I don't this, know. this is the most important NBA title in the past 100 years. Yeah, for sure. Who won the title in 2009? 2009? I couldn't tell you. If I, like, really went through it, I could get there. Who won the title in 2004? Well, Detroit Pistons, but that's an easy one. <laughs> who, won the tals- who won the title in 2001? You know, who, I literally have no who idea. Who won t- 2012? 2013. It's hard to just pull that stuff out. Yeah. Who won the title of the year of the coronavirus? I think we're all going to be oh, able to answer that question like, oh, well, for the rest of our lives. Yes. We're all going to say, oh, yeah, LeBron James came back after the coronavirus and won the title. Yeah. Oh, but, the, you know, the teams were half strength. That doesn't matter. We're all going to know yeah, who he won. Yeah, came out and he won. The coronavirus title. So I think this is actually a lot of importance with this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, obviously, like, I get nervous just because my job does rely on it. But at the same time, like, what we just talked about, that's, that's just life. And yeah. so we'll see what happens. So uh, if I end up having to teach, like, eighth grade history and coaching seventh grade girls basketball because the NBA players <laughs> decided it wasn't risk for them, does that suck for me? Yeah. Do I totally get that that decision? Absolutely. I might have to wait tables for a year. But, I also you know. I also made more money bartending than I do now. So <laughs> whatever. I, I will be actually getting a raise. I so. will get my bartending there license. You go. Hey, bartending is the most fun I've ever had a job. Not even I close. have actually thought about it more than once. Not even. It is the most fun I've ever had. The money is like halfway decent, but hmm. it's, it's always a great thought. fallback. It's always a great fallback. <laughs> That's good for thought. All right, Madison. OKCA2 podcast here at the press, the full court press that we do uh, once a week. Appreciate being back here. It's always fun. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Happy to be here. I'm never taking the headset from Brady ever again. His ears are sweaty. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Thanks, Brady Trantham. If, Thanks I, get the, Brady. if I get the Rona, it's from Brady. <laughs> All right. Till next time.